Well, like I said, this lesson, it's, it, it always is, you know, you, you get something in your mind and it kind of bugs you. you. You know it says baptism, and he was baptized, and we know it says by the remittance of sins. But did it say that in any other place? Was it any other place in the Old Testament that talked about that? Well, I, I researched it, and what I found it, you know, I want to tell you a little bit about myself. One of the things that spurred me on uh, was Gaston Cogdale. And he would always talk to me. We talk about a lot of different things. And he said, Jay, he says, I want to convert the Jews. Uh, he said, and to do that, you've got to know the Jews. Now, he went to Hebrew Christian, um, Hebrew College? Union, Hebrew Union. Hebrew Union College. Jewish uh, college. And he got to study with them. And, you know, we've only got this much of a Bible, and they've got a whole library of, of scriptures and, and things that they talk about. So uh, I said to, to myself, one of the best things to do is let's go, instead of doing Christians, because we know what's there, well, what about the Jewish religion? So the best place to go to that is Israel. And who they ask better? than Jews. So this is what this one's about, and it goes over, we talk about so many different things that went on there, and then we're fooled because it doesn't tell exactly everything. But as a Jew, he knows that law. He knows what they had to go through. He knows what was sprung up from to person to person to person to person. So that's what this one's about. And I think you'll be really a, a, amazed of, of what's there. And, uh, and another thing, I picked on Jerry this week. I usually pick on Ryan. He reads for me and everything because, you know, my reading is not there. But I picked on, on uh, Jerry, and, and I got to admit, I usually have uh, Ryan read a lot, but... I, I really loaded Jerry down. <laughs> I've got a lot of stuff that he needs to read, but we need to read together, okay? Uh, I've got papers in the back. I'll make sure you get some when you go. If you can't read them, let me know, and I will get uh, new copies because the copy machine was weak. And the others, the, the people at, at uh, home, if you would like to have a copy of this paper with this lesson that, that I've been going over, uh, let me know and I'll mail you a copy of it or mail you that link to get it on online, whatever you decide to do. So, uh, well, let's get started. And I, if I can get this right. <laughs> a Jewish name named Yeshanan was baptizing people in the Jordan River in the first century Israel including his cousin, who would later become world-famous Yeshua of Nazareth. Many Jewish people responded to the call of this Jewish man to immerse themselves in the river as a sign of repentance and a desire to get right with God. Some of the Pharisees were also among them. Did Yoshanan invent baptism at this time, or was it part of Jewish tradition and practice before that? No, he didn't. Yes, it was. And the Hebrew word for immersion pool 
built for the purpose is mikvah, also pointed us in the right direction in understanding the deeper meaning in the practice. I was really amazed by this. I didn't realize uh, this at all. Uh, we talk about baptism, and we just talk about the first, uh, what we know in the Christian Bible. But there was a lot more to it. The, we'll go through it a little bit more in depth here, but uh, I just want you to open your minds. And, you know, I, I've said it many times, a lot of times when we're doing the Old Testament, we need to think as Jews. If you think as a Christian, sometimes it doesn't make sense. So you've got to think and like a Jew. And, of course, we can't always do that. But this will help us understand some of the Jewish practices and some of the things that we got to understand. You know, it, I even enjoyed the names that they used here. You know, we're so used to hear John the Baptist and, and Jesus Christ, but they used the names that they used then. Uh, which was really important. Uh, and the idea of baptism is very strong. It's not just a word. It is a complete act. So let me, before I jump the gun too many times. Exodus 30. Verses 17 to 21. Then the Lord said to Moses, Make a bronze basin with a bronze stand for washing. Place it between the tent of meeting and the altar and put water in it. Aaron and his sons to wash their hands and feet with water from it. Whenever they enter the tent of meeting, they shall wash with water so that they will not die. Also, when they approach the altar to minister by presenting a food offering to the Lord, they shall wash their hands and feet so that they will not die. This is to be a lasting ordinance for Aaron and his descendants for the generations to come. The idea of cleansing, you know, it not, it had, you, know you think, well, is he talking about dirt? Is he talking about they come in muddy or whatever? It's not talking about that. It's a ceremonial cleaning that they have to do every time they have to do Every time they enter the temple, they have to do it. That ceremonial cleansing. I think that's very important because we do that same cleaning in baptism. We turn around and we are asking, we're repenting of our sins and opening up to him and saying, we have failed. And we need your help. The Mishnah, the first major written collection of Jewish oral traditions that are known as the Oral Torah, specifies what makes the water clean or unclean and expresses preference for a larger, fresher body of water, for it is... For in it, persons may immerse themselves and immerse others. So John the Baptist, immersing people in the living waters of the Jordan River, was perfectly within Jewish law and practice at the time. The Torah. 
we don't know much of it. Uh, we've never had to study it. it. It doesn't really involve a lot of what we've got, but it does turn around and tell the background and more history than we're used to. Uh, it tells about the things that they've done and why they've done them. And that lets us know a little bit more about God himself. I think that's why it's important sometimes to find a subject and dig into it and see where it came from. We know that by these sayings, talking about a spiritual cleaning and what happens when we're baptized is a spiritual cleaning. So, A cleansing ritual in the Old Testament was used by the Jews to make clean by immersion before they could enter the temple. Immersion in the Jewish tradition. The Jewish laws, which had been passed down orally from generation to generation, had several things to say about the need for ritual washing and the most desirable places to do it. There were six different options suggested that satisfy the requirements, starting with pits or cisterns, standing water, is acceptable but least desirable. Moving up to pits that are refreshed by rainwater as slightly as desire, more desirable. Then the custom-built ritual bath, or mikvah, with 40 siyas, that's 300 liters, or more water. Then fountains, then flowing waters. But living waters is found in natural lakes and rivers, which were considered to be the best possible situation. Now, it's one of the things we talked about. We talked about immersion. Each one of these ways, what was acceptable to the Jews, there's only six ways what they felt was accessible, I mean, to, was worthy of, of, of doing this. And the reason why is things wasn't available at times for everybody. But this way, they can find, if they can't get to the Jordan or they can't get to the river, the, the, uh, they can turn around and be uh, mercifully clean. They have to do this every time. I think it touches on next. But it's really important to, to let this go into your mind about the spiritual uh, cleansing. These pictures here show the different ways uh, of them where they have the pits and have the running water and, and the, I'll, I'll let Jerry read it instead of trying to say it. Go ahead, Jerry. Number six, cisterns, pits, and ditches, standing water. Five, moving to pits refreshed by, pit, by rainwater is slightly more desirable. Four, then the custom-built ritual bath or mikvah with 40 siyas, about 65 gallons or more. Three fountains, two flowing waters. And number one, finally, living waters is found in natural lakes and rivers. Well, we know that Jesus Christ was baptized in the Jordan River. And that was the most, satis the most way that they would prefer the cleansing to be done. Uh, Immersion in the mikvah represented a change in status in regards to purification, restoration, and qualification for the full religious participation in the life 
of the community, ensuring that the cleansed person will not impose uncleanness on property or its owners. I'm going to have to go to this one and then think about it a little bit better. <laughs> John 11:55. Now the Passover of the Jews was near, and many went up to Jerusalem from the country prior to the Passover in order to purify themselves. The priests had to be initially originally clean to whore in order to serve at the tabernacle. And the Israelites who had become ritually unclean, Tamah, had to restore their situation in the passing of time and bathing their whole body in fresh, ritually clean, Tahor, water, according to Leviticus 15. Later, when the temple had been built, it was necessary for everyone to be immersed in a mikvah to become ritually clean before entering the temple. There are many ancient mikvah, plural of mikvah, to uh, be seen in Jerusalem. And it is clear to see the two sets of steps for each one. A set of steps going down into the mikvah in an impure tamah state on one side, and on the other side steps where the pilgrim will be emerged fresh and ritually clean to horror. If you notice, our baptism is the same way. We have the steps on both sides. Uh, I'm talking to Eric about it. It was a good, good discussion. Maybe someday I'll be able to share it all with you. But you know, the idea of this is, if you're going to go into the temple, you got to be ceremonial clean. And why would you have to be that way? Well, we know that God. One thing God hates worse is sin. Okay, and when you go and, and are clean, cleared like this, you're you're ceremonially clean as you go in and be able to study and, and learn and, and and things. So each and every time they go in, they have to do it each time. The priest has to do it each time. It's not just well one time and that's good. And, well, again, I didn't get out and get in dirt or anything today, so I should be all right. No, every time. And that's very important for us to know and understand. Then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to John to be baptized by him. John would have prevented him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and you, do, and you come to me? But Jesus answered him, let it be so now, for thus it is fitting. <laughs> it's fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. He then consented, and when Jesus was baptized, immediately he went up from the water, and behold, the heavens were opened to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove coming to rest on him. And behold, a voice from heaven said, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. I think we need to realize these three words is very important fulfilling all righteousness what does he mean by that what does righteousness mean 
Righteousness is the quality of being right in the eyes of God, including character, attitude, conduct, and command. Righteousness is therefore based upon God's standard because he is the ultimate lawgiver. For the Lord is our judge, the Lord is our lawgiver, the Lord is our king. It is he who will save us. Isaiah 33, 22. So we know that Jesus Christ did need to be baptized. Where we think, well, he had no sin, but he had to show righteousness to all and understand that. And what that means to us, it has a very big meaning to us as we go on. Acts 2.36 Let us let all the house of Israel therefore know for certain that God has made him both Lord and Christ, this Christ whom you crucified. Now, when they heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, Brothers, what shall we do? And Peter said to them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, for the remission of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. What about the word and? It is used to connect words in the same part of speech, clauses, or sentences that are to be taken jointly. Well, why would Christ put in and be baptized? Why would you why would he have that? Just all? And it's very, to me, was one of the things that made everything more reasonable, more understanding, more thing. In the Jewish nation, every time that they went in front of God, they had to be ceremonial clean. Every time. They would go into the thing. When they'd done something wrong, they had to have a ceremonial cleaning touches on four or five different things what they mentioned about ceremonial cleaning so they had to they had to wait uh, be cleaned and then wait seven days before they could come in it's the way that they made their self right with God God does not like sin now if we turn around and just if you read this first, you know that they heard the word. They heard the word. They understood that they had killed the Christ. They also knew that they needed to do something about it. What shall we do? What shall we do? When they told them to... Uh, These are very important things that we have to go over. Each and every individual thing. One, they realized that Jesus Christ was the Son of God. They hurt in their heart knowing that they turned around and crucified Him. Okay? And they want to make it right. How do we make it right? 
And they asked, how do we make it right? They went to him and asked him how, he made, how we make it right. And he told them, repent. Repent. But is that all? Is that all we have to do is repent? They ask, you know, go up and say, ask for forgiveness? No. We have to have that ceremonial clean. We have to be baptized. Why would we have to be baptized? Over and over again, it tells you why. Why do you have to be baptized for? Why do you have to be ceremonial clean? Because God does not like sin. He will not be in a room full of sin. When they went into the, the, the temple, you had to be clean. Your, had to be the, your sins had to be washed away. You couldn't go in there dirty. And I'm not talking dirt. I'm talking sin and wrongdoing and wrong acts. You had to be clean. And uh, as us, we have been baptized. Why? Because we have to be right with God. And how do we get right with God? How do we show and ask to be cleaned? We get in this tub of, a tank of water. Just water. Is it nothing special? But when you go into the tank of water and you're going to be baptized, it is very special. Because you're giving yourself to God. You're saying to God, by doing this, you're, telling, you're saying to God, I am dirty. And I want to come to you, but I know that I have to be clean. Because the only way that I can come to you is be clean. So they get baptized. Now, is that all? Let me see. I touched on everything, I think. Let me see. Well, they had to do it all the time. Why don't we have to do it all the time? We came in here. I, I didn't get wet this morning. Did you? Besides maybe a little sprinkle. The reason why... It's Jesus Christ that died on the cross for each and every one of us. He died once. Once for all. And when we go through baptism, we don't have to do it every time we come in. Because Jesus Christ loved us so much, He died on the cross to help us be right. And when we go into baptism, we take Him on. We are a part of Him. The priests couldn't enter the temple when they were unclean. The people could not enter the temple before being cleansed. We cannot enter the kingdom of heaven unclean. You cannot be in God's presence when you are unclean. God cannot be where there is sin. Now, do you understand why Peter said, To be saved you must repent and be baptized, every one of you in the name of Jesus, for forgiveness of sin? Do you realize why now it says, be baptized, every one of you. Now, does that make sense to you? I mean, we didn't hear about 
just say this, that, and the other. You know, when he said this, when Peter said this, it was the first time that they went in front of the people. The Spirit came upon them. They remembered everything what Christ taught them. And they went out. The crowd could understand each and every word that they were saying in their own language. And there was multiple languages. I truly feel, and, and, and I'm not alone, that this is the first day. The first day, the first preaching, the first gathering of Christians. Before Jesus Christ was a Jew. When he went to the cross, he was a Jew and he was crucified by Jews. If he wasn't a Jew, the Romans could have done it without them. Because they'd been under Roman law, but he wasn't under Roman law, he was a Jew. So all this happened because he was a Jew. When he died on the cross, he said, and pointed over to a man, this day that you'll, I can't remember say it exactly, but this day you'll be with me in heaven. How could he say that? He wasn't baptized. That guy, he died and he wasn't baptized. How could he go to heaven? Because he's a Jew. When Christianity started, it was a big movement. I was talking about when they came and asked what they should do. There was over 3,000 people. And I've heard many times that, well, how in the world did they baptize 300 people? Well, if you read very carefully, there were so many of these pits all through the town because all the Jews had to use them. They used these six ways to be, be cleaned, to go to church, uh, to go to the temple, to, to study, to any time they went there, they had to be cleaned. So there was many, many of these mitzvahs, I can't pronounce it, but anyway, thank you, Jerry. But that's what was done. And when that happened, when they came down... And they all went and got cleansed, cleansed for the remittance of their sins. When they rose up, the greatest thing in the world happened to each and every one of us. One, we was cleansed. We were ceremonial cleansed. And what do they say? How do you say to do it? Very important. How do they say get baptized? In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Ghost. These things which gave unto him. Hmm. The Holy Ghost is a big, one of the biggest helps we got. When we have problems, we can go there and, and talk. We can have you feel him beside you when you're right with Christ. Very important that we was gave that gift because it does a lot of different things. It helps us understand the Bible a little bit deeper. It guides us through our days of what we should do and what we shouldn't do. And when we do that, one thing we shouldn't do, we know it, 
I mean, he lets us know it. You know, it kind of crossed the line there. We know it. And that's why we have to repent. Now, do we have to repent and be baptized? No. Because when we was baptized, we was baptized into Christ. We was baptized in with Him. Romans 6, verses 3 through 7. Or don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into His death? We were therefore buried with Him through baptism into death in order that just as Jesus was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may have a new life. For if we have been united with Him in a death like His, we will certainly also be united with Him in a resurrection like the His. For we know that our old self was crucified with Him so that the body ruled by sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves to sin, because anyone who has died has been set free from sin. Scripture tells you exactly what we have to do, exactly why we have to do it. It gives us peace to know that we're in Christ. When we come out of that water, we're in Christ. He has cleansed us. That's why we don't have to go walk in the door, walk through the water and come up here. That's why there are a lot of things that we don't have to do in the Jewish law that they had to do because they didn't have the blood of Christ on their side at that time. They didn't have that. We are truly blessed that we do have that. There's so much what we gain from that. Just the feelings of, of love, caring, and everything in that way. We're, we're just so lucky. Jesus asked us to go out and tell others. Well, why wouldn't you? I mean, if you really love people, if you really love the way that Jesus Christ, you, you would, would let everybody filling them doors up, coming in, listening, and spending that time with fellow Christians, and be with them, and hearing the word of their Savior. It's great. And this is what we can give them. And what, that, what does that give us? You know, it's a satisfaction to know that you've done what God's asked you to do, Christ asked you to do. It really does make you feel good. I've never regretted God telling me to do something. Oh, I hate that. Now, He's told me to do that. He's gave me the reason. He's raised me up. It talks, I think it was in Acts 2, but I don't remember the exact scripture. But it tells you how to feel about when you go out and do things for the Lord. If I go out to the Lord, me and Eric went out the other day, and we had one lady, only two shut us down any at all, but she says, I don't talk about Christ. Same door. Okay? We turn around and we've done what Christ asked us to do. We went to her and tried to talk to her. We can't make her love Christ. But we can tell her about it. 
And do we quit then? No. Because we don't know what's happening in other people's lives. The trials and, and things that they're facing at that time. That same person, maybe when we stop by again, or maybe two years from now, you never know. She gets to thinking about Christ. And that's a beautiful thing. Today, I was happy to find this episode for many different reasons. Uh, it helps us understand baptism. helps us understand why we need to be baptized. It helps us to understand why it says repent and be baptized. He'd done all four things. First, they knew that they realized that they killed Jesus Christ. And they heard in their own hearts that they did so. So they heard the word. They heard it. And it cut their heart. And then they asked what to do. So that means they wanted, they wanted to be cleansed. They wanted to be, they're sorrowful and they wanted to make it better. How can we make it that way? And we was told to repent. Repent and be baptized. Because we have to be clean of I love this lesson. I wish I could have done it a lot better. But it made me realize a lot of different things in my life. You know, we have debates about different things, this, that, and the other. If I really want to debate something in this nature again, I know where I'm going. I'm going to look at it as a Jew. I was going to look at it as what the Jewish nation done, but most of all, also what a Christian nation done. They went all the time. God saved us. We don't have to go all the time. We've already been cleansed. We're in Him. He is in us. The luxury we have, that basically you had to never having really having in you just living and trying to do the things you want to do that please him but you don't know and you don't feel. Now I ask you each and every one of you, when you do something that you know that Christ wants you to do, how does it make you feel? How does it make you feel? Do you rejoice that you can do that for him? Oh, you should be. We all have troubles and we all have trials. And we read a, uh, we have a song that tells you that all of our griefs and, and things we bear. Why? When we got God of Christ to go to, we got the Spirit to talk to, we've got all these things. Why do we try to do it ourselves? Especially when we know. We can't do it ourselves, folks. We gotta have Christ in our life. We got to be baptized for the repentance of our sins. Today, if you feel that you know that Jesus Christ was the Son of God, if you know that it cut your heart and you want to please Him, 
and you want to repent and be baptized for your in him, walking with him. He's walking with you every day. All you have to do is look, because he's there. If you want that, and you want to be baptized, let us know. We can fill the tub up. I didn't realize it was empty to this morning, but we can fill it up in an hour and 15 minutes. If you decide you want to be baptized, if you want to talk about it and discuss it and, and learn more and study more, me and Eric and others are well willing to sit down with you and talk. There are plenty of men in this congregation when it's got the strength, the know-how to help you through. So please, if that is your case, come forward now and, and we'll pray about it. And if you have any other thing that you want to take off your mind or you want to be prayed for or sickness or anything in this nature, please come up at that time too as we sing.